Alrighty, and we are back for another episode of the Time, Time to, to Get, get Real, Real podcast. podcast. I am your host, Gabe, along with my esteemed co-host, Joe. Joe. And today, we are going to be reviewing the not-so-newly-released uh, Marvel film, The Eternals, which is the newest addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And before we actually get into our thought, personal thoughts on the film or anything like that, one thing I want to say about the film that I noticed was that it seemed like a lot of fans or just movie watchers in general were very divided on the film. It was like it was either great or it was terrible. I haven't really found people where it's like, oh, that middle ground. I've like everyone I've talked to has been like, no, it's good. It's great. Or it's no, it was terrible. Worst Marvel movie I've ever seen. So what were your thoughts on the film? I liked it. You know, I mean, it went by the Marvel formula. Great writing, great acting, lots of action, the comic relief areas in the film. So I thought it was I thought it was good. But I do see where people can teeter that fence. Like when I saw the trailer, I was like, nope. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go see that one. But after you came home and was like, oh, it was so great. It was really good. I was like, okay, well, yeah, let me go give it a shot. Especially we know with our Marvel films, we have to see everything, everything. thanks to the great creators um, behind Marvel that, you know, every little bit we have to see all of the little nuances to kind of know. You don't need to know what's, need to see everything to know what's going on, but, but it wakes, makes everything worthwhile to be in the loop. So you're not missing anything. So I thought, I thought the film was great. I, there's, elements of it that we're going to cover that really did like really made it for me you mm. know but i can understand where you know like some marvel films i'm like that's my top five yeah. and with i can understand where some people who may hold that kind of you know esteem to what they think marvel films should look and be like i can understand where they're like mm, i don't know yeah i i wasn't really going into the film like oh it's gonna be like endgame i think some people were where they're like oh it's just like endgame like, no, Endgame was, like, the end of that, what, third phase? So, of course, mm -hmm. it's a big movie, and that was really... I mean, we got Black Widow and Shang-Chi, but, like, that's what a lot of people I didn't know if it was going to be, like, the first ver first release of, like, Fantastic Four. I was, that's why I was kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. You know. Um. So, what would you rate it out of 10, the film? I'd give it... I, a seven. A seven, seven and yeah. A half. That's what I was going to say. About terrible. a seven, seven and a half. You know, because I have my top Marvel films yeah, so far. But um, I give it like a seven and a half. I enjoyed watching it. Just I enjoyed say it that. Too. I enjoyed yeah, it, it. And then there were certain elements that we're going to discuss that pushed it over the top for me. But um, yeah, yeah. Okay. I give it about a good seven, seven and a half. Yeah. Okay. For those of you that don't know or haven't seen the film, first Spoiler. off. Spoiler. Yeah, spoilers. If you haven't seen it, stop listening. Go watch it. Then come back. But for those of you who, um, who may not know and want the gist of it, The Eternals is a film that covers... A race of immortal beings who have lived on Earth and basically watched over humans and watched as civilizations have developed and things like that. Um, yeah, so that's what their job is. Their job is to protect the humans from this group of creatures known as the Deviants and... And help um, move civilization along. along. But they aren't allowed to interfere in any human conflicts or anything that's not involving the yeah, war or so anything like, like that. If it's not specifically related to the deviants, they're supposed to, you know, keep out. their hands off. But yeah. they are supposed to kind of help us move along where, you know, 
we need some advancement in our civilization. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so um, that one scene. one scene in there. And it's we'll get very to that. funny. Um, did you think the film was too long? I've heard a lot of people talk about how no. the film was like, it was what? It was like two hours, 30 minutes, I think. No, because the plot was continuously moving. It wasn't like, okay, this fight scene has been happening for 30 minutes. Um, no, the, the, the plot moved along, so I didn't. I didn't really feel like, oh, I've been sitting in here too long. I didn't have that feeling at all. Hmm. I was engaged the entire film. Hmm. See, a lot of people have said that what they don't like about it is that it's so long, and that there was a lack. You know, they follow ten characters. Though, let's get the names of those characters before I continue. But followed the lives of Cersei, Icarus, Athena. Not Athena. Don't get it wrong. She gets mad about that. She is Athena, but she's very specific to what to call her. Athena. You also have Gilgamesh, Makari, Kingo, Ajax, Druig, Fastos, and Sprite. Now those is, are a lot of characters. That's to a follow. lot of characters. But as we know, with especially with the films that we've had, with you know the Avengers and even the Guardians of the Galaxy crew, there are a lot of characters. Yeah. But with this particular film, one doesn't outshine the other. I think they did a really good job at making sure that each one of those 10 characters ten. got their their own light. They had their own moment to shine or, or whatever it is their motives were and what they were there to do. Yeah. So I think that they did a really good job at highlighting each one of those characters. So you don't think there should have been two movies to, like like I said, a lot of people said there was a lack of character development. But me personally, I like the fact that it was all in one film because I'm like not saying I, I don't. I can, oh, go ahead. I was not saying that I don't care about each individual character, but I'm like, the job here is to push this along to get into the bigger story, the bigger picture, not mm -hmm. necessary to dwell on, you know. I think they can definitely take, and we like said we Disney saw like at the or, end where they can definitely take and make this into, you know, separate side stories to yeah, each like character and, and go from Disney there Plus. for sure. But, yeah. um, you really can't dive too deep. I think that they wanted to, well, for me, it seemed like, like I said, they, gave each character their own like moment enough. to shine. Yeah. I got enough for each character mm -hmm. to kind of know who they were, what they were doing, what they, you know, what their story was without going too deep. And I think if they went too far into one particular character or characters stories, then they would outshine others. You forget like yeah. who, who is Ajax or who, yeah. who is this character? Exactly. They did enough. I mean, okay. now like with Cersei, I think she kind of stood out. Yeah. Of course, but. naturally. But, I mean, I think overall they did a good job. I mm -hmm. wouldn't have wanted to see two parts because, like I said, I mean, it, the the end goal was to really push, like, into phase four mm -hmm. and get, like, that plot line developed. And so I think they did the right thing by not doing two films. And then you don't want to overshoot the mark too you yeah. know with people kind of being like wasn't my favorite or people like it was great you know people teetering that line like everyone wasn't like with let's say the avengers like say end game yeah. everyone's all in mm -hmm. you know so with people teetering that line it's like you don't want to do a part two and then you know be a complete flop which yeah and i don't think any of the last films film be being re released before the new spider-man movie which mm -hmm. everyone's kind of got their it eyes did enough to kind of so i mean i think it did a good job it's another edition great film like i said it's not the worst marvel film i've ever seen uh so I it was a marvel it. film and marvel, I, I, marvel I, I never thoroughly, does a yeah, bad job so they always have great writing great yeah. execution and production good actors was it, it better than black widow and shang chi do you oh i don't want to compare I don't no. want to. No, I mean they're all good. Every, we I mean, will do a for for our listening audience. 
We'll have another show where we list the every Marvel, Marvel film, every Marvel film, all twenty six, and and um, dive into our personal rankings. I don't yeah. want to compare because I get what you're saying. Yeah, you don't have no. To we're gonna speak focus on, on the Eternals. All right, so Eternals though, um, like we talked about already, one of my favorite parts about the film was the diversity inclusion. Oh. This was a very mm-hmm. di- very diverse cast, and like I said, one thing I like about the cast being diverse is that. The Eternals' job is to protect humanity, represent humanity. Mm -hmm. And I feel like by having different, you know, actors and characters from different areas of the world and coming from different backgrounds, they did a perfect job. Like, you, like, how can you represent something but not represent it the right way? Right, right. You represent humanity by showing all the different people and graphics and, like, where we come from. I think they did a good job with that. They did a great job in inclusivity with the casting and yeah, first death superhero. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, who was Makari in the film? Lauren Ritloff did. I mean, she's great, you know. But um, she did an an ex. I love the fact that you know she was a death superhero and she wasn't the only one signing. I've seen in other films where. Like, you know, she, she started in The Walking Dead and mm-hmm. there was like her sister in The Walking Dead was signing. And then I think one of the other characters, but everyone else just kind of like she wrote things down. I, I like love the fact that learn to sign. Yes, everyone mm-hmm. learned to everyone signed with her. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't the only one. It was like, this is our family unit. And this is, you know, it that's the, the inclusivity that goes along with it. I like that Where, they didn't point that out either. Yes, it was, it was just like, like no that was, like, was oh, yeah, her. She's deaf. No, it was just like everyone communicates Macari, like, with Makari in her language. Yeah, exactly. And I love the fact that it wasn't you had ASL and you had other languages. And they actually pointed that out when Icarus was communicating with the natives. Yeah, they, and Cersei pointed and then, that out um, and says, oh, you're making an effort. He, he said he's making an effort to communicate. Which, mm-hmm. once again, inclusivity. You make that effort to communicate and make sure that everyone is included. Or even when uh, the mm-hmm. scene where, unfortunately, in the film, Gilgamesh was, you know, he was killed. Mm-hmm. They, at his, like, funeral, where they were saying goodbye to him, they had Quran mm-hmm. uh, speaking. A prayer, and he spoke it in his native language, mm-hmm. too, you know. And I, I thought that that was, well, you know, it was really great. That, you know, everyone, he felt comfortable enough to say the prayer in his own language. Yeah. Which, again, that's the being inclusive and showing, representing humanity. We're all mm-hmm. different, but we're all here together. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so. Got we a also deep had, there. Yeah. yeah, we also had Fostos, too, who was the first openly gay character in the Marvel. Yes, yes. First openly gay character we've ever had in the MCU. And I really enjoyed that, too, because. It was played by um, Brian Terry Henry. Mm-hmm. Yes. He did a great job. Great character. But I, like I said, that inclusion and everything, it didn't feel like it was like, forced. It forced. was just yeah. showing his family and how he wanted to protect like how we're his all family. Right. And we all love and we're all at the end of the day, we all want the same. It wasn't pointed out. And I yeah. think that's what I love about it is that in films, past film and TV shows past, you know, it was stated. It was like a statement that was made and it was like, no, this, no, this is, is just, just this is my family. Yeah, it's like we're all here. We're all living. Right. Let's. Um, OK, so let me ask you this. What part of the movie really caught you off guard? Because for me, um, it was when Icarus and Cersei, you know, 
concert. Oh, that was a love scene. It was a love scene. And, and that was the first. I've never yeah. seen that in a Marvel movie. So I was in the theater like, wait. wait, wait. <laughs> what, is this to, Marvel that I'm you know. watching? Or what's happening here? So that was the scene for me. And I was just like, that's new. Never seen that right. in a Marvel movie. I don't I can't say that it caught me off guard, but then like in hindsight, like thinking back on it, it was like, Oh yeah, I haven't really seen love scenes like that. Yeah. I mean they didn't do it wasn't nothing showed or anything. Or it was just like that, but no, it was usually like, you would expect like I'm a no kiss idiot. and that's it. <laughs> right. But yeah, there was um a love scene in there and I'm not that yeah, I haven't seen that before. Yeah. So that thing was for me. All right. So looking at the characters themselves though. Like I said, we had 10 characters. Um, who was your favorite character? Makari. Makari. I, was, I think, and it was because, you she know. She was a bad egg. She, she really was, was. She was badass. Yeah, she was. she was. And she whooped the fool out of Icarus. I said, Lord, she have gave him a butt whooping he wasn't expecting. Um, I, just, I, I just like her. I like the fact that she, you know, she was you know, so fast. She was. He was sitting in the ship the whole time and stolen everything. <laughs> you know what I like that I didn't even think about before is the you know like a lot of times us like people say like um, you have a deaf person for instance mm-hmm. you notice how like say if someone is deaf they always have that extra sense where it's like something is enhanced in a way mm-hmm. yeah, where it's like yeah, of course they have just like if you're blind you ha- your hearing is is um yeah. It- what I like about that is Advanced. the fact that she was the speedster. So it's like, that's her triple sense. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, she may not be able to hear you, but she's the fastest of all of us. Yeah. And then she can hear, she can feel any she kind of She can feel all the vibrations. Yeah. yeah. Like so she knew that, that people cool. were lying and talking about her just by the vibrations yep. that was coming through. Just, you know, yeah. What'd you think about her speed scenes? Because this is like one of the first times we've seen it where a speedster, like usually we see it where the speedster's like, Running in normal, normal. Uh, uh, yeah, they basically make everything else just behind super you super down. slow but to show them that the they're same. fast. No, I but love in this it. one. She was actually like fast zipping, zipping and like normal speed. Every everyone else was, you know, regular time, and she was just doing zipping. her thing. I, I loved it. I, I think, think that was one. I think the effects behind her, you know, that the CGI was really the good. The CGI was really good. Yeah. And I just, I thought, you know, she was a badass. I liked Makar. I liked the way that she confronted those guys mm-hmm. who were lying to her. I think that was it for me. It's like, she was just like, yeah, you tried to pull one over on me, but I felt the vibration. Like, yeah. I know that you're lying. I think I, I like her. And actually, and I liked her relationship with, with Druid. Druid. Okay, yeah. yeah, I was going to yeah, I next. Yeah, I liked their, I was like, is it more of a friendship? Is it more of a relationship? I love the way that he looks. They look out I for think each it's other. A relationship. He looks out for her, he but does. he knows that she doesn't need need, her, at all. need him. No, yeah, not at all. Um, okay, so diving into the characters a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, the main romantic couple that the movie was focused around was mm-hmm. Cersei and Icarus. Like that mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. you know, we, they had it focused yeah. on that. But I've seen where a lot of people are like, you know, this is what it was supposed to be. But they actually fell in love with Makari and Druig more. Yeah. And they like yeah. they loved him. Like Icarus was supposed to be the alpha male. And they're like, no, not him. <laughs> we want Druig. And so what are your thoughts on uh, like that? Druig's character, I wasn't necessarily drawn to him. What gave him light to me was his relationship with Makari. Mm. It was like, he just, it was kind of like he... A genuine love and like yeah, it just her. seemed a little, just like a little petty, Shafina. a little stubborn, a little ugh. 
a real life relationship. Yeah. And yeah. with his relationship with Makari, it softened him up. Yeah. Where it's kind of like, okay, he does have a heart. He's not a complete jerk. Right. But, even though, but I, I think, I think that's what. Douchey. No, he wasn't. He just was kind of like, I could fix this. I can make yeah, And I can, but then now, now I can't have my way. I'm going to go off and do my own thing. Yeah. And, you know. But, um, yeah, his relationship with her, that softness that, that she, that he showed towards her, around her, I, I, um, yeah, I like that. That's what brought his character out for me. Um, you know. Go ahead. No, Cersei and Icarus's relationship, I mean. It's kind of sad to me. It's like, y'all spent 5,000 years together. (laughs) And and then he just, I mean, he had a reason for it, Mm -hmm. but it's still like, a little heartbreaking there. Right. Um, we also had Thena and Gilgamesh, who they weren't really a love match, but what I loved about them is that he just cared for her. He was like, I'm willing to risk my own safety right. in life. Because uh, they were... Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was... No, sorry. No, I was saying, uh, for those have, that have seen the film, Thena is obviously one of the more powerful characters, but her drawback is the fact that she has what they call it, mid-weary or something mm-hmm. like that, where it's like, so the Eternals are basically these cos- cosmic beings created by uh, a bigger cosmic being known as mm-hmm. the Celestials. So they're not human, but they're, they're modeled like after. Robots. They're kind of like robots, but I don't if know. If you've ever seen like Westworld. Yeah, I don't know what to call them. But, so their thing is is that after each mission, usually their memories are wiped. But she's mm-hmm. that one that's like something went wrong with her. So she remembers all of the past missions when they're not supposed to. And that causes so she's her having kinda, a huge breakdown. Uh, like and they said in the film, her mind is literally caving in at the because of her own memories, and like mm-hmm. it's it's too much for her. And to so handle. she's all her power. She's using it to basically, you know, she's Athena, the goddess of war. Like, so yeah. she's fighting, you know, lashing out at everybody, using all her power and will to almost fight everyone because she's having like these flashbacks, like live. No, she's suffering like, from some severe PTSD. Severe. Yeah, basically. But um, I like that Gilgamesh cared for her. And even when they were like, you know what, we can wipe your memories clean. He for he foregoed that just to have he right. He was like her, she like, was upset because they were gonna do what I guess the celestials do once they're done with a mission and wipe their memories. Yeah. And they were like, well, you know, we can do this and basically reset you. You're not gonna remember everybody, but you know, you'll be better. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, it was a it was a sad scene a little bit because she she really was like, I don't want to lose. I don't want to forget y'all. I don't want to forget everything. The love they have, because they yeah, spent, what, the love 7, that yeah, been seven thousand years on Earth, and it's like I can I can fix you. It's almost like uh, I wonder if it was like a thing with mental health. I wonder, or maybe I, maybe I'm reaching, but it's like I can fix I mean, you. If, if you're thinking it, then it might I can be a possibility f- yeah, that someone yeah. else was thinking it. Yeah, it's like yeah. That, so. But yeah, Gilgamesh was basically like, give her a chance. I'll protect you know, her. I can I protect. It's almost like life. someone that has an addiction. It's kind of like give them a chance. Let's let's. I, take care of them instead of fixing the issue you know let's this way work with let's try to, to work with them and fix them can still be themselves right and you know so i, I really enjoyed that yeah. um so the the overall film itself the the whole purpose of the eternals is so the celestials they're these big cosmic be- that's another thing and let me talk about them before i talk about the plot um in previous marvel movies we've only gotten a glimpse at them like guardians of the galaxy they showed them I think for like half a second, mm-hmm. they mention them and they're like, but we haven't actually like had who is this op- giant being yeah, like, outside of yeah, the planet. They, they're the ones and they talked about how like they use the infinity stones to create life and things like that. And 
Um, but we actually had the chance to see them in this film. Yes. And I think they did a wonderful job because it was just like, oh. wow. Like you finally get to see them. You get to see how big they are. You understand like, oh, you literally are a larger mm-hmm. than life thing. But the Celestials, what they do is they um, they create, create life. Yeah. They create planets, suns, all this stuff. They they create life and civilizations, people, all these things. But the drawback the with them is mm-hmm. they have to plant their like their own seeds themselves into Say, say you create a thousand planets to be like, all right, this one planet is going to be the host for the next celestial to be born. Mm-hmm. And so what, the, the, what ends up happening is, that, you know, civilizations boom, um, but the, the celestial seed feeds off of that. That's how they mm-hmm. grow and become what they are is they have to feed off of life and, um, you know, people. They basically and have like to energy. destroy the birthing of a celestial basically destroys a planet that planet in that civilization. But it's like right, they can basically they, come up out yeah, of the I the guess ground. the core they of the, the that yeah. So it's like planet. you you forego seven billion lives to birth the celestial, but he'll end up creating hundreds of thousands, hundreds more. of thousands more planets, suns, and billions more trillions life. more yeah, lives. Hundreds thousand more so lives. So it's like it's wrong, but it's still like eh, you're. you're you know what it kind of reminded me of? What? It's a movie, and I know you haven't seen it. It's a horror movie called Cabin yeah. in the Woods, where basically these <laughs> giants. Never see it. Yeah, <laughs> not not going. We're not going to go into that. But this these giant being comes up out of the the ground. The ground. Mm. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So that's their purpose is they create life in our universe at least. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's the whole plot of the film, basically. The Eternals and that's were what sent Eternals to Earth are to, yeah. to protect humans so that they could grow. The problem is, is that they they planted what's his name Tiamat, yeah, the celestial Tiamat on Earth. Excuse me if I'm pronouncing it wrong. They per, they they planted him on Earth, and the Celestials actually also created the Deviants, which are like the bad guys in the film. They were the first round. Yeah, like the first, first round of like their creation. Of but something went Eternals, wrong. Yeah. So they, they created the Eternals. They fixed it. But the Deviants eat people. So it's like, you can't have your Celestial grow if all the people are being eaten by these creatures. Right. And the Celestials so the, grow by the number of energy uh, the, and I, like, life that yeah, is created All the energy on that, that comes planet, from us right. and things so, like that. On Earth, it will be the number of people that yeah, are here. basically. So if they have like, you know, we need to make sure we have 5 billion people the deviants are there eating the so people like we can never get and the eternals number. are there to make sure that life continues to grow and develop and get to a certain point. Yeah. And so that's where the eternals are fighting the deviants. Cause it's like, our mission is to protect hum- yeah. humans. But they didn't know that they were doing it to birth a celestial. And that's right. where the, the that's true where problem comes in. comes in is that they that's end up finding twist. out right. like, Hey, you're actually protecting humans so that we can eventually kill all of them to right. birth. And that's where it's celestial. like their consciousness conscience was like, wait, wait, like that. wait, no, wait, it's been 7,000 years on earth. So now they're mean? fighting the deviants. who are trying to kill off human life and trying to prevent the celestial, prevent from celestials from ultimately earth. destroying all of Earth. <laughs> so a little conflict of interest. And that's where, you know, we see Icarus. Um, Oh, a lot yes. of people before the movie came out, I've watched a lot of videos. They were like, for some reason, he gives me bad guy energy. I got and that. You no, got that? The I, bad guy as energy? Soon as, I, as soon as I saw I him, and I was like, I don't know if it's the way they combed his hair, the way he's <laughs> the way standing. They- but I was like, I bet you he's going to betray. He's going to be the one. Is I thought it was Druid at first, but then I was like, is that too obvious yeah. that Druid would be the one? Because he's so like just stubborn and against what they're they're doing mm-hmm. and i was like it might be him but then the more we went on i was kind of i bet you icarus 
is the one. The bad guy. And the it turns one. out that I, I I feel I understand where he's coming from because he's like, I'm not going to betray. I'm not, he's a soldier. He's, yeah, a, he's a true soldier. soldier. He's like, I'm not going to be- betray what my mission is just because, you know, y'all have gained feelings for these people. Right. He like, was like, we're here. The 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 um celestials, the celestials you know, created us. For this we're purpose. here for this purpose. We need to, you know, serve our purpose. You know, okay. they have a reason for what they're doing, and this is our mission. Yeah, I just, I did. What got me is I didn't know that Ajax had her memory all this time. Yeah, so knew. she knew what she yeah. was doing. She, she knew. knew. That they, I just didn't know that because she's Ajax is is kind of like the mother she's of the group. Matriarch. She's the matriarch, and so Ajax is the one who. Has had her memory all this time, yeah, she's and she's accepted that fate and, and knows. Like, but but that Earth, and she said like something was different about Earth than right. other planets. Earth, like she had yeah. been through so many. What do they call it? the? What was it called? The awakening? I can't remember. But like the awake when the celestial was born, she's been through that for so many of times. Years. But she's seen how humans have the capacity to love and We're to care yeah. and to change, and are we're different, and so that's where. You know, they had a, a moment where they, they parted ways. They've been together for, what, 5,000 5, years? 6,000 years, something And like they that. parted ways. They all went, yep. All went. Because, you know, it was just like, okay, well, you know, we're all going to just go we off. We killed all the deviants. Yeah, we they killed thought all, they killed all yeah. the deviants at that point in time. So I was like, well, y'all might as well live. You know, I like about that is that she knew that the time would come eventually. So where she they had wanted to them to live. Uh-huh. So it wasn't like she was like, get out for no reason. It's like she knew. Like, hey, there's gonna be time where we got to come end. back together. Yeah. Or, and so y'all might as well live and experience and do. Um, unfortunately, Ajax was one of the characters that died. We had two yeah. of those. Gilgamesh and Ajax died. Um, Gilgamesh died protecting Athena. And, and Ajax was. And he was fighting a deviant. Unfortunately, betrayed. They show in the film she was unfortunately betrayed by Icarus and yeah. she was taken by the deviants. Um, who were, what, frozen in ice for thousands of years, so it wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, they're not gone, they're back. Uh, this is, Here's a little side, yeah, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say about their um, how, their evolution. Go ahead. On how uh, the, the deviants, they were all, always easily able to destroy them, but, you know, just like with Darwinism, you know. You they, evolve. And you evolve, like they evolved. And, yeah. Mosquito repellent ain't working no more. All right. They evolved and changed and and figured out that they can actually suck absorb. the power absorb mm-hmm. yeah yeah absorb yeah suck absorb, the power yeah, out definitely. of Sorry. of the um eternals mm-hmm. and so that's what um that's what they did the main they, deacon, his name was what crow mm-hmm. he ended up taking Ajax powers he ended up and as he absorbed powers. their powers he he shared it here's the thing he shared it with, with the, the other, other deviants, deviants. And gave them like evolved them like where yeah and they, they physically changed too like and when um I got what was it the the main deviant crow crow when he uh actually um sucked some of the life out of Thena or her her absorbed her power he completely changed almost into like a man like form mm-hmm. yep um, a little thing about that is maybe it's just me. I thought it was great that they had the deviants, mm-hmm. but when when watching Crow like at the end scene where they're like, so breaking that down, the Eternals they they realize that they don't want Earth like to be partake in the destroying of Earth. Mm-hmm. So their whole goal is to like combine and figure out a way to stop the birth of the Celestial Tiamat. While that's all happening, oh. and go ahead. No, sorry, I had a side thought go real ahead. quick because I was and hold your thought. I just thought about now the name deviant <laughs> makes you think yeah, bad, but 
honestly they were they were the i guess the villain mm -hmm. in the in the film but the how they explain it is like we were created to basically serve the celestials but we realize that they're not all the way right either they're so, destroying yeah. these planets so they had they grew their own consciousness yeah. and was like we're about. not gonna have we're not gonna sit here and continue to be basically puppets. your your puppets yeah and so they you know and i think that's what partially made them change a little bit too is that they developed their own mind yeah. you know yep um and they were like y'all aren't gonna destroy us you're trying to destroy you us people, you're so killing my kill people you. and, and you're just trying to destroy us and we're just trying to live we're trying to we have our own mind now we're, we're, our, own we're our own beings yeah civilization yeah. they were trying to become who they were and end up dying for it that's a, the good thing about the movie it's like so many levels so many levels it's like you you see the bad in things, but you can also, also see, see the, the good. good. Like, right. I understand why you're doing it. It's not right. Like, you eating people is not right, but you are your own thing now. But or, you shouldn't like, be killed because yeah. you have your own mind and way yeah. of thinking. Yeah. So I like that because it's like even with the Celestials, like, oh, yeah, y'all create, but y'all also destroy. Destroy. Yeah, that, that really has so me like, kind of torn. But, and I was like, really? You know, uh, one thing, like I was saying, Crow, Sorry. while they're trying to, you know, fight the Celestials and mm -hmm. prevent the birth. He, Crow was the only one left at this point, mm -hmm. and it, I, I kind of felt I was like, "Get out of here!" It felt like a like a mosquito, like <laughs> like go chew. On, go on. Like they're trying to, we're, we got a big picture here, and here you are just coming to like fight. It's like, go, be gone. I, I don't <laughs> right. want you here. And but as we saw Athena, she handled that. Oh, that like scene, that scene. Because I was like, is she really out of it? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, no, he's yeah. about to kill Athena. Is she really out of it, so or is she just scene. faking yeah, it? Let them let them know about that. Scene. So. Crow basically has Thena, what, like, he's holding her up. And she's sorta. going through her little mid-weird thing where yeah, she kind of, like, like, loses it. Yeah, he's absorbed her powers, and he's basically, she, yeah, she's basically tied up, by hands yeah, tied behind back and everything. and everything. He's absorbing all her powers, getting ready to kill her. And she, and she looks like she's just kind of, like, knocked out. Like, okay, this is, I was like, oh, gosh, this is Athena's end, too. But the goddess of war and that strategy, boy, she let him, she was basically playing possum while he was mm -hmm. holding her, literally draining the life out of her. She got that uh, knife, cut she, that, yeah, that, that's her power. cut she, that rope from behind her. Yeah, she's the goddess of war. She's all about the strategy. Mm -hmm. Cut that, um, that, uh. That rope, His, whatever, like, the tentacles or whatever that was holding was. behind, holding yep. her, and sliced him, and sliced and diced. That was a, a and half. That was one of the great because it was like no disrespect to Gilgamesh, but it's like this big dude with the his powers. Was what he created the fist and mm -hmm. was able to like had super strong like strength, pretty strength much. basically. And it was like all it took was for her to yeah, she sliced him like like a piece of meat. Mm -hmm. So. Um, looking at the characters themselves a little bit more, I wanted to ask you this. So obviously it's, that's another thing before I get into that. Mm -hmm. What I like about the characters is we actually got to see that we love hate relationship, about... like how us humans really are like, mm -hmm. yeah, we were all brought here together. We've been here for 7,000 years, but I've wanted to see you like he said, um, like they all just kind of like. They had that frenemy type of vibe. Oh, yeah. So it's like, I love you, but I also want to kill you. I've been with you oh, for 7,000 years. Uh, yeah. I've been waiting for this. So I like that they showed that as well. Because that's how life is in all actuality. It's not all just like 
good times and love and it's like no sometimes no I'll, yeah I'll, I'll I mean, and then it's the like face. that family dynamic it's mm-hmm. like oh I've been wanting to punch you in the face for 5,000 years yeah. <laughs> that yeah. kind of knows pretty much what they were literally saying it was like oh I've been waiting to kick your behind for 5,000 5, years. years so it's my time now yeah, so like yeah that. that happened when um Icarus betrayed the group um and the fighting them and, and the fight scenes and it was kind of like oh yeah I'm on board I've been wanting to fight him for a very long time um what were you saying we hadn't talked about what there okay, so there are a few side characters, and I mean we can oh, yes. cover that in the end because yeah. we had a, you know, one of our um, characters in there was his name Karan Dane Whitman. Yes, um, was in there as Cersei. You know, Icarus and Cersei they were in a long relationship. 5, years they were together, and then he left. and then they broke. Yeah, he left. So they broke up years later, and she ends up dating. His name is Dane Whitman, who Dane is Whitman. Kit, played by Kit Harrington. Yeah, she did a great um, job. Game of Thrones. I want to talk about him. His scene. His he uh, was like this part of the comic relief for me, yeah. and it was just. And then I, I for a second there, I kind of forgot because he asked her like, you know, I got a question to ask you. Are you a wizard? And he was just like, you know, there's just little things that happen when you're around. And then I just, I forgot that we are in this this universe where Spider-Man exists and the Avengers exist. Because like I was like, you can't reveal your powers, honey. And but, then, but it's like, oh yeah, they've seen all, all in this Marvel universe. They've seen all of these they saw the big fantastic things already. happen. So they know you know, there are other beings from other places and yep. everything like that. So, because, you know, I was kind of like, I what thought it was say? funny at first. They turn, he was like, well, when uh, you're around, the water turns to wine. So, <laughs> you're either a wizard or, you know, <laughs> something else. He His character was really funny. It's a little scene where they're all running from um, the deviants. And Sprite and Cersei basically hop a wall. Like, they just, you know. Jump over scale the wall, the wall like, yep, real quick and wall. he goes to like climb, like, climb. he's like no 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 yeah. i'll take the stairs <laughs> yeah, so it's a little that's that's that perfect writing where that you know that timing the kind of like oh my gosh and you're all intense the and then you end up laughing laugh. that little relief that you need or, um, laughing they had another character karan which was oh my gosh he's so Kingo, funny. one of the eternals like basically his uh his partner in crime is his his side man and as they said in the movie you know, they were like, you can't tell him about her powers. And King was like, oh, it's fine. I've been with him for 50 years. He knows me. Like, <laughs> he's tried to stab me 20 oh times. My God. He thought I was a vampire. <laughs> I love that. Like, even yeah. further in the movie when they're fighting the deviants. And the, um, he was like, did you get that on camera? And you oh, just hear God. Because he's so the comic about. relief. Usually Marvel. I haven't had a Marvel film where I did not think or, where they were trying to be funny. Oh, no. Like, no, it it's bad. just like, naturally They always funny. do good, good, good job with that. Because um, it's a scene on, because he's all about being the celebrity and he's basically, he's a Bollywood celebrity in the film. And he, um, he's like, you know, they're like, how can you get away with not aging? And he was like, this is my great grandfather. This my is my grandfather. That's my father. That's me. me. <laughs> and all, and he's showing the these like movie posters of him. Right. Like, it'd be like him with a beard, him without a beard, right. him with some gray hair. And so, so he's doing what people do, filming everything. And so they're on this plane and he's like, he's sitting with Cersei and like, you know, tell us about your powers. And she's like, I can t- turn a rock into water. I can turn a rock into this. And he said, I can turn a rock into this. And he we'll says, we'll come back to you. <laughs> it's just, it's, you've got to see the movie. See, one it thing, is that's funny. what I want to talk to you about real quick. So in that final fight scene where they're fighting each other and they're trying to form the uni mind where they can control and like stop the birth 
Kingo was not there, and I I don't I don't know what's happening behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But if he uh, that, I was yeah, really I was I that. was wondering about because that it was too. Like, I, I was maybe he had some filming conflict or other things to do. You never know. Yeah, but it would have been nice to, to see all of them there. Yeah, like, I'm not gonna fight my you, any of you. I love you all, and it was like I I was kind of anticipating him to come back. I was mm-hmm. like, where is he? Where is he? But he kind of, I guess they, I mean, we can read into it. It could have been like, you know, scheduling conflict with him. Or it could have been that they want to stick to that where it's kind of like, it's not always that easy. Yeah. You know, it's like he's always, so um, Kingo has always admired Icarus. He even to the point where he's starring in a music video or movie. He's making, he's playing playing Icarus. Icarus uh, (laughs) Right. It's the Bollywood version of Icarus. Icarus's life, basically. He's making a film about it. And so he, you know, that's his brother and he, he doesn't want to fight his brother, but at the same time, he doesn't want to betray the rest of his family by fighting him. So he leaves, but he, he does something even better though. We haven't talked about Sprite. No. Um, yeah, he, so he's not in that scene at all. And yes, I thought it would have been complete having him there, but at the same time, I'm like, he doesn't want to fight his brother. He doesn't want to fight the rest of family. his other family either. So yeah. he bowed out of that, that last fight scene. Yep. But he still served a great purpose in the end. We haven't talked about Sprite. No, so about with the betrayal too. of Icarus killing Ajax and, and basically same. siding with the Celestials and against his, his family. So Sprite has um, been in love with Icarus for, forever. Forever. And she sighs. Huh? Sprite is. So all the Eternals are their robot, like their form. They're all adults, mm-hmm. except for Sprite. For some reason, she's the only one that she's stuck. She's an Eternal, but she's like stuck as a child. Mm-hmm. Eternal. And so it's like, like they even reference where it's like Peter Pan, like Tinkerbell yeah. loves Peter. Right. But she can never actually be, be with, with him Peter. because yeah. of, you know, the difference that's there. So. Go ahead. And yeah. So yeah, and that's where yeah, and I think that's her name. That's a perfect reference. Is that you look at her it's not as the soda Tinkerbell, can. right? Yeah, yeah. I I had to find that. Out. I I had no. <laughs> like, why I was like, all of these Sprite? names make sense. I know of Icarus, Macari, Cersei. I'm like, these are all prominent names. Why would they name this girl after a soda can? And that's where Mom came in. She's like, no, a sprite is a fairy. Right. And I was like, like oh my Tinkerbell, god, it makes so much sense because she's small. She's, just, but yeah. Uh, I've yeah, seen a she's lot of people. Pretty much like a, you know, people really do teenager. not like her character. I mean, I it, feel for her, but a I lot feel of for her like because she's stuck. It. It's almost like, um, she, like she said, she just wants to live a normal life. It's not fair yeah, to her she, that she that, was created in like you would see her as almost like a preteen or as a teenager. Just you know, she's. You can tell she's younger than the rest. You can of tell them. she's younger than is, the rest. She's and upset so. that she can never grow up and love. And, but part and, of her powers, though, is she almost has like the gift of illusion. Illusion. Because there's a scene in there where they're in a bar and this she's talking to a guy and she's done an illusion to make herself look like a grown woman. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes to touch her hand and his hand goes through her hand like she's a, a hologram. And he's like, "Wait, what's going on?" And she has to leave immediately because you know she's. No, she's not old enough to be in that bar. She's no. not 21. And, um, you know, and she, she has like childlike features. Yeah. I mean, they, you know, the actress is great in the, in the, the movie, job. but, um, so that's part of her, her inner turmoil is that I'm, you know, thousands of years old. 
I still look like a child. I've never got. And you guys the guy that I'm in love with sees me as like a kid like, sister. Yeah, like a little sister. Right. More than a grown woman, a love interest. Yes. Right. And that's because of her, you know, her, her physique, her, you know, she's her parents, her like parents, how she is. And in the end, she ends up siding with Icarus yeah, and trying she, to help because him. she loves him. She's in love with him and she wants to help him. And, um, and she does, but, um, and in the very, yeah, in the last fight scene, they, you know, they use all their power and they destroy the celestial that's basically coming up out of the earth. Yep. It's crazy as they that. Did such a good job with how they like film that. Cause obviously the celestials are huge. We got a chance to see what's his name. They're bigger um, than the planets. It's like, yeah, yeah. They're huge. Earth is they're giving birth to something that's 10 times bigger than, than itself. itself. And what I like is that when they showed like him being born basically, and it's like, Oh no, it's about to happen. It's his hand was coming up. Right. And I was like, Oh, there's his head. And then you see five of them. And I was, was like, like, what is, is that, that? A hand? Yeah. And then you see his head and it's like, oh, this thing is actually huge. Yeah. And so it's like, if the really hand is that job. big, I cannot imagine what the rest of the body Yeah, You only got a chance like. to see the hand. I think it was his left hand and his head, like part of his head. And um, it, it's, it's the, the celestial is huge. So, but what's crazy is that they used all their powers to stop that from happening. Um, Yeah. They use all the powers to stop that from happening, and it kind of like he turns into like a giant stone, right? Yeah, like. And so what's crazy is that you forget that you know the, we're here, just like with the Avengers and all the, everything that's happening, and all these other beings are coming to Earth and everything. Is that you know news is covering <laughs> covering it like you know what There's is this a giant rock. hand coming? What is this giant rock in that the middle of this water yeah. that's coming up? It just appeared out of nowhere. So it's like humans covering these magnificent things that are happening to me i thought was a little a little funny because it's it always funny, like in like, every movie why are we we at the bottom of the food chain i'm honestly. siding with the vampires and the aliens and everything else because we don't seem like we have much of a chance no <laughs> we um, need but um yeah um so yeah that part was a little a little funny with me but anyway so sprite they have enough power left over to um basically turn, turn sprite human, human. So she can and yeah, so she, she can grow up, and um, she's like you know, and Hook Peter finally grows up, um, yeah, but she and yeah, so she she doesn't want to be stuck, and it was a little heartbreaking, but at the same, because it's like you will die eventually. I thought she was You're, dumb. I was like, girl, yeah, because it's like she I has all these powers, she's lived forever, like but, but I yeah, I just I was like, that is I'm quite the choice to make, but it's her choice to make, and she decided to become human. But it also shows the significance of how like much it was weighing down on her. I'm like, you're willing to give up your you your power forever and so. your power, but that right. really just shows. You know, you know, and people what, ask you, like, do, would you want to live forever? And some people are like, yes. And then some people are like, just no, I, everyone that I've loved will be, be gone. gone like, you have to keep starting light, over. Yeah. Right. So wait, finish they, what you were they saying. noted that in the movie where Kingo was like, he abandoned her. Mm -hmm. She was like, well, he was like, to be honest, it's hard having to move every five years. Because, because you, you won't grow, grow up, up. And yeah. Like, people notice that, and like, so that was part of it too. Where he, where she said that was it years ago. Kingo abandoned her, like left, because yeah, he wanted to live his own life. Like Gabe just said, that you're having to move because everyone has noticed that you don't, you're not growing up. You're a child that's not growing up, and but he he paid it back. I can't say paid it for, but he he stepped in to basically be like her guardian. She chose to be human. 
And she was like, I guess I have to go to school now. You know, she's a 500,000-year-old person. Or, or more long, older. Sorry, older. Yeah. And um, she um, has to go to school. She has to go to school. <laughs> but Kingo is, looks like he's basically going to be her guardian. To, to look after her. To sure look after her okay. and make sure she's okay. Everything like that. So Guardian protector. So, that I mean, it was it was a good film. It was a really good film. I mean, like like I said, it's it's not like oh, it's my number one, but it definitely made me feel like. And there's nothing it was that would keep film. it from being it my number one. Like it's just relate. other films that yeah. Yeah, it's like I can relate to it. Like at the end of the day, that's really the goal of movies is to find like a way to relate, entertain, allow people to relate to them, mm-hmm. and everything like that. And I I just like that it showed that even though. They are these like larger than life beings. We're eternal. We still feel. They have human love. emotions. Yeah, they have human traits about them. Like like my favorite scene of the entire movie is at the end when they're all fighting each other, and Cersei and Icarus like come face to face, and he mm-hmm. starts crying, and it shows all of those memories. Like oh yeah, because like at the end, yeah, years, like worth of like their love and the relationships, and it just kind of flashes back to all those points, and he realizes that. You know, hey, maybe I was wrong about what I'm doing. I just, I did not like how, I mean, I know, like, the, and they even, it was crazy, they even tell the story of Icarus, and they say that that story was actually Sprite's idea. She's the one that. Like, all the story, like. That, that all of the up. stories yeah. that have happened, like, That's that, another thing I like. Is, is that, that. All these stories, I've actually, I'm like, I read that in school. Like, you're referencing my like, real life. Right, like, right. It's like, oh, you created that. Okay, like. Like, huh. the, like the epic of Gilgamesh. I mm-hmm. literally read that what back in like september for a class mm. and so i just thought things like that were really cool like i know all of these things right like referencing and it's like y'all life. are the ones the reason why we you we know have rep- these things, these things. Like, that was speaking cool. of have these things um one of the funny parts i wanted to ask you two things what is your funniest part in the movie and mm. um so think about that and which you didn't tell me which character was your favorite i didn't and which um has spelled so hold on with that real quick let's finish up what we were talking about icarus so Icarus does like in the in the story he he realizes that um you know he's betrayed his family he's killed Ajax he's he sided I'm gonna say betrayed he sided with the celestials the reason why they are created which was essentially betraying not betraying but going against fighting against the other eternals once the end is the end, you know, they destroyed the celestial that was coming up out of that was going to destroy Earth that was coming up out of Earth. That kind of hurt. It, me, it, 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 I was, I was just, just like, why don't you have to do this? You know, why did you? He, Icarus does just like in the in the tale. He flies yeah, he into the on. sun. He's just like, I can't. I've done this. What I like about that, though, is they didn't technically show him flying. Into the sun, I so know. It's like, right. Y'all can bring him back. Yeah. Y'all are Marvel. I, I mean, was like, y'all, did y'all, he fly into the sun or did he get a little sin? And then it turns white. Right. And so, um, we kind of talked about that a little bit afterwards, too. It was yeah. kind of like, did he actually fly into, into the, the sun or, or did he fly like close it? enough to the sun to get more powers or something like that? Like they could Marvel can spin you know that like? however Another they want. Thing, like mm-hmm. these are little details, but I've noticed in a lot of films like superhero films, especially mm-hmm. is that they call each other out like in the Morbius trailer. He's like, I'm Venom. <laughs> and then in the in Eternals, he's like, you're Superman. And even in this new like right. Super Pets movie that's coming <laughs> mm-hmm. out, I think I, in the trailer, Superman, they show mm-hmm. Superman and his dog. Superman's like, I'm Iron Man. I love that they're <laughs> that doing they're that. Calling that each they're other calling out. other characters yeah. out. It's like, oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm not him. No, it's, um, it's funny. Real quick, though, before we get back to the actual story. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we, we talked about this a little bit, but obviously Icarus is the strongest eternal. They point that uh-huh, out multiple. Uh-huh. Like he's the strongest in a battle. Like this is different universes, different. This is not even Marvel, but Icarus versus Superman. Ah, uh, Superman. Superman. Like, yeah. I don't think we really have to have a conversation no, about that, but I just with some of the superhero, all of them. I just, I kind of, you know, I always see the the similarities. You know, of people course. do the comparison, like who could compare to, you know, Wonder Woman, and I'm like Captain Marvel. You know, yeah, like, you know, like who could? Like, if there equal, was a battle between like all Thanos universes and, and all comics. Uh, DC's Thanos is ba- what's his name, Darkseid. Yeah, it's basically the DC standards. Mm-hmm. So they definitely do share a lot of. You know, you like Iron Man or Batman. You yeah. know which one? Yep. You know, so I um, but yeah, mm. uh, I, I I still think Superman. Superman, <laughs> Superman in like the in the old movies. Oh, mm. Superman flew around the Earth so many times he rewound time. <laughs> he actually turned Earth the other way. <laughs> we talked about that. Where it was like after everyone. This is not about <laughs> Superman, but I just have to say that after everyone he loved had gone away and like mm-hmm. passed on, they were like, all right, he, he flew, he gets his power from the sun. So they were like, he sat on the sun for 2000 years and <laughs> just basically became this God <laughs> Superman, like Superman times 25, like just completely immortal and all that stuff. Um, but back to Eternals, my favorite character I would have to say Cersei. I would say Icarus, but I like Cersei. Okay, so why? Why Cersei? Why? Is it the character or is it her gift? I think it's just the character. Her gift was cool, but the character itself, like just seeing her go through, like. Oh, speaking of which, Cersei's everything. gift was to be able to change, change all matter, matter At into first it was just, like, anything she wants. Objects, like rocks and She can turn water, like a rock into rose petals. she realized that she could change lit, like humans, living things into, like what? She turned one of the deviants into, into a, a tree. Into a tree, yeah. A big tree. Yeah. And that's where they recognize, hey, maybe Her she's the one growing, that can right. stop the Tiamat. And that's what she did. She turned him to a giant marble, basically. <laughs> giant stone. <laughs> right. But I don't know. I just think it was the softness of her, like how genuine she was with people and the love she showed. Yeah. Like, it was just beautiful to me. I don't know. I can't really describe it, but it was just nice to see, like, she's really, she really cares about us people. Mm-hmm. She really cares about her family. She's got a pure heart. She's not like, got an ulterior motive or anything like that. So yeah. I, I think it would, I'd have to say it was her funniest character. King or funniest moment. Mo- yeah. Which was that. the funniest moment. Funniest moment. I think funniest character mm-hmm. to me was probably Kingo. Kingo. I said Kingo yeah. Kingo was the funniest character, but I think I, I love Makari just because of just, I, I love her badass. character. She's badass and she I was. like her and she's cool too. She's, that's chill. What, she's, she's a chill. Like, chill. I think that's why I like her, but I really liked Fostos too. I did like because <laughs> in this one scene in particular. Okay. The so Ikea scene might be the Ikea scene <laughs> or the scene where he, where they're like fighting the deviants and Kingo blasts his head open. He's like, Karan, did you get that? And he's like, I got it. <laughs> so <laughs> no. I, it, no. one of those two, I think. With me, with uh, Fostos, it was the scene where he, okay, so his his gift is he basically can, he he he, it, he creates technology. Oh, yes, That's what he does. Scene. Yeah, he creates technology. Yeah, so just humans. think of it. This is the Stone Age period. And Back when. Back when, like back what? Back when, when. Yeah. When there weren't so many people <laughs> on Earth. Way back when. Yeah, BC. Like BC numbers. <laughs> And he's basically creating this like steam engine. Like he created they, the steam engine. Yeah, he's 
just think of like a hologram and that's how he's creating stuff is almost like with the hologram image he's basically created like a steam engine and he's like i call it a you know an engine a, a or something engine. and, and they're, like, they're like, like i don't think they're <laughs> You're way too early on thousand five thousand years too You're early, too early. <laughs> they're not that far advanced you know it and was like, like and they were like the wheel was really it went that far back where they was like the real the wheel was really good <laughs> and so, so he, he gets, gets something scene, he's right? like oh, the look on his face and so he creates he docks everything out of the way creates a hologram look of and it was like well what is that and he's like it's a plow it plows it dirt that's what it does it plows dirt, it plows dirt. and then he walks away because he has a he's like, he's like an attitude like, and I upset like i just beautiful machine right y'all want me to create some basic <laughs> stuff he plows dirt here, that you can put that with the wheel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two things I didn't say earlier that I want to say. What uh, one of my another thing I really enjoyed about the film is mm-hmm. that they flash back and show these different periods of time. Like I yeah, like history, but it's so. like they showed them when they were in Babylon, and then it's like mm-hmm. they showed a scene where it was like 1945 um, with the. Hiroshima and the atomic bomb, they showed that. Oh, and how, yeah. Like, and how Fastos is the reason actually, that this yeah, even happened because he yeah. gave them the technology yeah. to create such a thing. And so I like that, that they jump from different time periods because learning about those things are cool. And unfortunately, it's something that, well, I'm not going to say unfortunately. I don't know how the time machine might happen, but it's like, I won't ever get to see to ancient see Greece now, or ancient what? Rome. Like I have to say this much though, too, because I love the the it was the be- the scenes were beautiful with the yeah. flashbacks. But I while I was watching the film, I was thinking we don't have anything that looks like like this day and age. We don't create Nothing. anything that's lasting like that. I mean, these things have lasted for thousands of I mean, years. Like the great and like pyramids. the ruins and stuff, great pyramids and and the Mayan pyramids and even uh, just. Like the Colosseum, things that have lasted last that. hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years. And I was like, we don't create anything that beautiful to be that lasting either. Not I mean, lasting, no. some of the architecture that we have today is is magnificent. It's beautiful. But I like, how long will this last? Like, I mean, let's in jump thousands of years in the future. The and pyramids I just will still be sitting there. Right. And I'm someone that when I look at the Colosseum or the Mayan pyramids and stuff, I think I Stonehenge. see beauty. Yep. Stone, I see beauty. Like, I mean, I was just like, that's gorgeous to me. Though even the ruins, it's like that's you know, to it's me a big that's part beauty. Of our history and like right. what these people what like like I like I talk to mom about sometimes. It's like we're in the age of technology and like where everything is created and but it's like these people didn't have all those things. They didn't have the computer. They didn't have these big behind cranes and mm-hmm. machines to that could create all these things and be a, give us the capability of doing it. They just had themselves really. And so I think it's it's really cool that they were able to create things like that. Like yeah. I was watching something yesterday about how the pyramids like the the architecture, the way they did it, we mm-hmm. didn't discover, like nobody knew how to do that up until like a year ago, or we didn't figure out how they did it. Cause you can, can't even slide a piece of paper. Like, through. yeah. Like yeah. one of those pyramids is like, it's so precisely cut that you can't slide anything through it. Not even the paper is very thin. Mm-hmm. Like not even a piece of paper could fit through that crack right there. So I thought that was very cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to, and not, that kind of complains a little bit. I mean, we're not going to go down that, that rabbit hole but you know how you hear theories 
that you the know aliens. our technology did not come you know was from aliens and if you can and they say well play into that yeah they play into the like, i mean oh, they yeah. i don't know if marvel intentionally did no, that but people can not. you know stretch it and say that well you know technically the eternals and all of these they're other aliens. creatures are aliens and that's humans, so where yeah. the technology came from we're not yep. gonna have we're not here to have that conversation but you know you can kind of look and be like you can think hmm, of it how you maybe, want to but right you can def- it's definitely something that's like hmm it's definitely something I could see. Um, now, looking at all the characters themselves again, like I said, there's 10 of them. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, two of them were lost. Um, what If you had to rate them from the strongest to weakest eternal, how, mm. who, how would you, or like your top three, how would you give it to me? And I've already come up with this list. So in my oh, opinion, man. from my top one, three, yeah, I have all 10 listed. So in my opinion, I would have to give it, obviously they said Icarus was the most powerful, things like that, but I have to give it to Cersei. I'm like, she's my number one. Wait, are we saying most powerful most or powerful weakest? Okay. to weakest, like in terms of who I'd want three. to protect me. I'm definitely going to take Cersei because mm-hmm. I'm like, she can change, she could change me into a book if she wanted to probably, or like mm-hmm. I could become a stone. She has the ability to manipulate matter and things like that. So I think her power is pretty cool. Um, second, I would have Icarus just because they all acknowledge he's the strongest. He can shoot laser beams. He can fly. I'm like, yeah, I'll take you second. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm not, I can't ignore the fact that they know that you're the, the strongest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I'm going to take Makari just cause she was kicking his butt. Right. Was she, like, was she was giving him the, the business. Right. Um, and, so. she, and the part of the reason is cause she's, he couldn't keep up with no, her. Not That's because it was like, I mean, she's strong. But She's that fast. is like, that how is she kicking is like, someone who has super strength, superhuman strength? But but he could not. He, he none of them could keep up with her. No, that speed is killer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so she's my third. Um, Faustus would be my fourth, just because at the end it was like, yeah, we only really for most of the film you only got to see him creating stuff. But at the end it showed like he created he, he created yeah. something oh to be able to hold Icarus down for a long period of time. So it's like you have the capability to, to do. Um, big things in terms of fighting. Then I would take Thena. Just only reason I don't put her like third or fourth is because of the mid weary thing where it's like, yeah, you could, I and mean, that's her they took the goddess of war who, I mean, you could almost say she's like, she was almost like Thor in a sense. Yeah. I mean, but they took her and they, that, yeah, well, she had a mid weary. It was like, she's having, you know, she, she could breakdowns be in the middle killing of everybody and doing what it, and then just like snap and snap and, and, and like going everybody. to the state where she's not Thena basically anymore. So right. that's why I put her, as my fifth. After that, I would take Gilgamesh. Even though he died, I was like, those fists, he was giving them the business all throughout the film. Like mm-hmm. that, that, that super punch and all that, mm-hmm. that was really cool. And his, his character, no, the funniest scene is where he dropped the pie. <laughs> where he was making this oh pie like they've all civilized, and right? Like and he still lives in this oven too. Yeah, he, li- oh. he still lives in like this mountain area, like, and that or where they're coming to him, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we have to gather. The deviants are back. And they find that deviant that he killed. And they were like, the deviants are back. And he was like, yeah, no, duh. <laughs> Clearly, I know that. And then he's like, you guys want some pie? And he's making a pie. And they're like, Ajax is dead. And you just see him like drop the the the, the, the pan. Pie, no. And in the theater, I remember the first time I saw it, people were like, oh, no, don't drop the pie. And you just see the <laughs> pie drop. And everyone's like, oh, no, That's not the pie. pie. <laughs> Care more about that the pie. That was funny. That was hilarious. So his character was real funny to me. Um, But yeah, he would be after Thena. After him, I would take Druig, even though he didn't really have 
and he's like it seemed like he didn't really have any power. Like mm-hmm. the, the ability to control minds is no small feat. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because yeah, he can turn have everybody on Earth or whatever beings he's controlling. He couldn't control their minds. No, not but their he, minds are the celestial. Yeah, mind, but, but he can control people, all of the other beings, people. Yeah, people. Well, since it was taking place on Earth, all of people's yeah. minds. But yeah, other beings' minds he can control. Yeah. So after him, and it would, showed how much because when remember yeah. he there, there was like a whole nation of people there, and he was like, "Follow me." Oh, with the um the Aztecs, <laughs> yes. the, the Aztecs, or that's where they were. At that they showed them in like the Aztec times, and he's like, "You know what? Y'all aren't about to do this. Let's all go." Mm-hmm. And he controlled all those people. Um, but yeah, hey, he's next. After him, I would take Kingo. Kingo's character was cool. He had the ability to shoot like what with his fist hands. Yeah, yeah he was shooting like balls of energy out of it only drawback with his is that like we saw for him to create a decent size impact like right ball it took a significant amount of time and he had to i think they could have highlighted more on his but that, i don't think that was the the purpose the purpose of his character i mean we had a lot of comic relief mm-hmm. we we're there to show that yeah you know the the love he had for his family i don't think it was to be like he's exhibiting the, his yeah. power was one of the main feet no. thing you know things they want to feature yeah. so after kingo i'd have sprite just because it was like your power's cool like the ability to tell stories is amazing like that but was she awesome. created holograms on like cool, illusions but it was like, like we saw she created the volcano illusion it was like yeah they're not gonna do it and then she got hit and it was like oh well Never mind. <laughs> no, but I think, I don't know. I think I would probably put her power over Kingo to me because that's how they kept that deviant confused for a while yeah, is that she created several them. versions of all of them. Yeah. He was confused. It's kind of like Loki's power. When yeah, you think about yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so. Yeah, now, see, now that would them. be, obviously, she's giving up her powers. I was going to say, now that would be good to see is Loki. Yeah. Loki that would be cool. Sprite. That would be cool. Like just having them have and, an encounter, like a flashback, mm-hmm. and they encounter each other. He doesn't know they who t- she is. And that's what I liked about the film, too. They reference other. He was like, I remember when Thor was in diapers, and now he doesn't <laughs> return my calls. So I like that they <laughs> that acknowledge funny. that, like, we know these people, and we know right. the Avengers. They talk about Captain America and Iron Man. Man. Um, and lastly, though, after Sprite, I would have to take Ajax. Ajax, yeah, just because no, she had the ability to no. heal. That was cool, but no. I was like, if you're not healing, you're kind of. The, she was able to heal all of them. Yeah, but. Like, no, she wasn't the biggest fighter, no, no, but to be able to, like, you get injured in the middle of a fight, she can he, heal true. you really quick. Heal Very her. true. Yeah, All right, so give me your top, Aja- oh, top five. Now you, you said to top it. five. You give, just did your top ten. I did. Well, I had this pre-plan. Like what? I was like, I've been thinking about this for days. Way to throw a curveball, Gabe. Okay, <laughs> let's see. Um, hmm. We're going or give me your most, top three. Most just powerful, three. right? Most powerful top three. Like, if you had to do it, where it was like, I have to take three because of y'all because of Cersei's power at the end. I would have to go with Cersei first. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, yeah, she became more powerful. and But yeah. that was with the help of... Others, but still. Yeah. She basically was able... Gilgam... Um, Fastos created a device. The Unimind thing. Yeah, that like basically all united all the... You know. Just that the Deviants were able to take their powers. He was like, well, if they can take our powers, why can't one I of us I just thought about Captain Planet real quick. <laughs> with Captain our powers combined, I am Captain Planet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I wonder if they got that from... No, I don't know. We're not going to go down that train. But he created a Unimind, which was a device that basically combined all of their powers to defeat the the, um, Celestials. They Mm -hmm. gave it to Cersei. But 
she was the one who was able to handle the, you know, it's like having the, having the, um, gauntlet, the gauntlet. Yeah. She could handle, you could handle that power. Yes. Unfortunately. So I would say Cersei, um, next Icarus, just talking about the most powerful, right? After that, um, and I'm talking about being able to protect, defend all of that kind of stuff. After that, Athena. That'd be your third. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Makari next. Because okay. she was, she wasn't just fast. She was strong. She was strong, And I don't too. know and if like she, she used the, the speed, that velocity behind herself to hurl so. herself at her. But, yeah. yeah, it made her strong. So then Makari. Then Fastos. It's because he was strong, but he, he created, like, in that within that moment to basically if i'm gonna throw a net a web at you it's gonna hold you down like and that's what he did with icarus so then probably fastos um i would have to say i'm gonna throw in ajax after that because and i know she's not a fighter I know Mm -hmm. he's crossing his eyes but he's (laughs) but she's able to heal everybody um then Gilgamesh, then Kingo. Well, no, then Sprite. I'm gonna say Sprite because it's more than Sprite just over Druid and Kingo. What? Oh, say so I forgot Druid. My mistake. No, okay. And Gilgamesh. I said Gilgamesh already. You did? Yeah. Okay. Then I would say Druid after that. Then Sprite. Then Kingo. Okay. And I think because with fighting in general. Mm-hmm. I think to have that level that you have to throw in strategy too. It's not just yeah. about force. The and I'm just looking at the film at how Sprite was able to feel fool that um deviant with, you know, making those illusions and stuff, same way Loki does. Yeah. Um, um and yeah, like Druid, yeah, to be able to have that, that level of mind control. Mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's no small feat. Mm-mm. Um let me ask you this. So Obviously, we see, like, they learn the true intentions of the Celestials. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, well, maybe we don't want to help y'all. Like, mm-hmm. watching that scene, you know, when watching Endgame, it was like, oh, Thanos, you suck. You're just a big <laughs> old, you just want everything to go wrong. But watching Eternals, it actually made me kind of feel like, I actually understand why Thanos was doing this. Because he said there are too many people, and, like, that just leads to more chaos and more, like, wrong so and they even mentioned him in the film. They were like, "Why mm-hmm. didn't you help when Thanos was doing?" And they're like, "Yeah, we couldn't interfere, but it made sense because when he snapped, it's like but he actually stopped yeah. the Celestials from continuing to destroy planets because like, he got rid of half of the population. Exactly. So it was like, well, you're making it harder on them now. They can't destroy planets. But see, so I don't here's know. It's kind of like though. I think mm. that's where I was kind of like, no, I, I I get what you're saying. Yes, but I think I was like. Why couldn't y'all interfere? Because Thanos isn't human. No, he's an eternal, actually. Yeah. He's an eternal and a deviant. He's an eternal with the deviant gene. gene. Yeah. So, so that's why like, I was kind of like, y'all could interfere because you have one of your own, really. He's one of your own and he's... And he's interfering with they human. They didn't specify. They never no. specified like, oh, yeah, we know he's an eternal. But like, if you read Marvel comics and you know about Marvel, you're like, right. you understand that, yeah, Thanos Even if you eternal. didn't... Even if you aren't up to speed on all the details of Marvel comics, Thanos isn't human. He's and he's not, interfering he's a big with rape. That's what he is. <laughs> Stop that. He's interfering interfering with civilization here yeah. on Earth. So I didn't understand that logic of why y'all couldn't have interfered. 
at that point. Honestly, with yeah. any being that's not from, if you're here to protect Earth from um, and, and make sure civilization moves forward, it's one thing any being that comes down, conflict. whether it's Captain Marvel was, it, well, she's not human anymore. Not but, human. Um, nope. but anyone, like if Thor comes down, it's like, oh, Someone that's not from Earth. <laughs> yeah, technically they're not from Earth, so you... Yeah. Mm. Loki, I was like, y'all have the right to kind of interfere, right? See, that, that is weird, because like, luckily it panned out, but I'm like, what if Thor came down to Earth and was like, I'm going to kill all of you? Well, like Loki. Then it's like the Celestials. It's like, yeah, you told him to protect from the Deviants, but what happens if someone else comes in and is like, Yeah, I'm so that's where I was kind of like, do you have very specific marching orders? Because you got other beings that have been here. That want, like, don't want the best for us. Right. So, Y'all yeah. could have interfered and helped the Avengers out. Yeah. You know? So, I, I don't know. I just, I was kind of like, mm, is it just the Deviants? Or can you interfere with anything else? Mm-hmm. Any other beings that are here to destroy mankind. Yeah. All right. So last thing I want to talk about, mm-hmm. um, the post credit scenes. Mm-hmm. We got we got two of them. Oh, yes. So the first oh. one, um, as we saw, the so at the end of the film, um, once they've defeated Tiamat and everything seems fine. Dane Whitman, played by Kit Harrington. Yes. Cersei and a couple of the other inter- Eternals were taken by Arisham, the like main celestial and he's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to judge you and we're going to come back and we're going to judge, you know, you sacrificed a celestial at the hands of these people. So your memories are going to be what decides if they are worthy to live. Mm-hmm. So he takes them and goes to like some space. That portal. scene alone. <laughs> that scene with the space portal. Thing? No, with the with um the celestial. Arisham. Arisham. It kind of made me feel like. Do we really have a chance? That's <laughs> what I was saying. Like, it's huge. Like, I mean, looking down this, over Earth like, like we're nothing. Like, uh. If you haven't seen the film, you see it. But just to me, I was like, he looks like a giant robot that is holding, that could hold Earth in the palm of his hands. Yeah. That's just how big this celestial yeah, being is. Like, so I'm kind of like, do we have a chance, really? If you read the comics, you understand. If not, it's like, uh, Watch the film. Even, yeah, watch <laughs> the film. It's it's pretty good. Um but yes, yeah, so after they're taken, the rest of the Eternals were already in space looking for other Eternals to right. tell them, like, hey, basically, your whole life's been a lie. Let's kick it, mm-hmm. right? Um, but we find they're all on the spaceship. Was it Athena, Makari, and Druig were on the spaceship in the mm-hmm. post credit scene. And then you see this portal come about, and through it comes... Harry Styles. Harry Styles. <laughs> his character is what? Eros is his name, a.k.a. Star Fox, a.k.a. Harry Styles. But uh, Eros is the uh, was it, he's the brother of Thanos, and he's basically there to like, hey, your friends are in trouble. I'm here to help. I thought a, a lot of people. I think that alone is a big seller because a lot of people were like, Harry Styles, why is he in this movie? But then that makes <laughs> people want to go see the film. Like what? Why? But a lot of immediately were, what I thought I was like, like even, why is Harry Styles in the film? Even um, <laughs> one of my brothers, he was like. I don't really care. Why is he in the film? He's a singer. But I like it because it's like, number one, it's a bigger draw in because people are curious. They're like. Yeah. So if you're not into movies, but you're a music buff, like then Harry it's kind of like, hey. Like I've seen a, a lot of fans of Harry Styles have gone to see the movie just because. Because he's in, he's in I mean, it. And I think it's a beautiful thing. It. I was like. I've done it. You know, yeah, he may be a singer, but it's an actually not. It's actually nice to see. Mm hmm. 
him getting because he's already done some other films. But yes, it, yes. I, I, I think it's nice because like you really can't limit people. You know, just because we know him as one thing doesn't mean oh no they can't be another thing. It's and multifaceted. Like, like I said, if you get on with Marvel, that's a big money move in itself because it's like Marvel's so big. Marvel doesn't make bad movies. They right. bring the big box office drawings. So it's like and then Marvel with Disney too. Like I was yeah. like, if, and I think honestly, um, I was kind of like, why is Angelina Jolie in a Marvel film? She's yeah, a superhero like now. That, like, but or like, Salma but then Hayek, it's kind of like, huh. right? It's Salma Hayek. Like, I wouldn't is, expect you okay. to be in this, but right? That's what but I yeah, like. Yeah, Salma about Hayek it. played Ajax. Um, but yeah, I was that was that's why I was kind of like, hmm, I don't know about that. And then because I, you know, I think. I know that, you know, all of the actors are super talented and multifaceted. I think I just, I've, I was just kind of like, I'm thinking Angelina Jolie. I'm thinking drama and tears and all of the stuff, you know, girl interrupted. And then I was like, she's playing a superhero. She did such a good job. Oh my gosh. She did such Such a good good job. And then the scene when she's crying, I was like, oh, you're going to, I'm not about to cry in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I like about Marvel though, is that like, they'll give you big names, but but then then they'll also give you people where it's like, I've never heard of you, but they do. Oh, yeah. Such an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Or they'll get like Harry Styles, where it's like, why, why are you in it? But then they it's end like, up I forgot you've been acting. And then even with good. like after the movie, I was like, Angelina G- Jolie did play Maleficent. And by the way, I love her. She is the best. Yeah. But I was like, that's Disney too. So, mm-hmm. you know, with them combining, I was like, we got a lot of good stuff. A lot of good a stuff. A lot of good stuff do. coming yes. down the pipeline. But that was the first scene. It wasn't too much. Uh, if you've seen the movie, you already know what happened. If you haven't seen the movie, you shouldn't be listening this far. Go see the movie and you'll understand. Or um, go see the movie. Come back and, and throw us listen. a comment yeah. and let us know what yeah. you think. Um, but that was the first scene. We got a chance. They introduced Star Fox, played by Harry Styles. And... Yeah, so that was the first uh, in credit scene. And then we had one after, like they usually do. And in this one, it was with Dane Whitman's character. Mm-hmm. And he actually pointed that out in the film. He was trying to tell Cersei, like, hey, my, my family's, family's actually ready. got a secret. Right. And that's when she was taken from him. But uh, in the second scene, we get to see him open this box. Mm-hmm. And inside of it was, what, the ebony blade? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's they talked about the ebony blade. And he goes to, like, grab it. And then you hear a voice. And it's like, right. are you sure you want to do that? And that was I actually thought it was. a reference to the voice was uh, Marshall Ali is his name. Mm-hmm. He's playing the the new Blade, so they reference Blade. And then I thought the, it was Samuel L. Jackson's voice. To oh be honest with you, I was gosh, like, no. "What is Shield doing in here? What is he doing in here? What is Nick Fury doing in this movie?" Yes, but it turns out Dane Whitman. If you've read the comics, you already know that he Dane Whitman is the Black Knight. But like me, I had. Person like I had never read his comics, so I was like, hmm, the Black Knight. So I had to go and do research and mm-hmm. figure out who he was. But apparently, the Black Knight and um, Blade are gonna have some sort of connection in the, that next mm-hmm. film. So I thought that was nice too, because it was like it, it it's still connected to Eternals, but it was like they're getting ready. They're like, hey, we do have something else planned yeah. as well for his character. He's not just so. If you're some not up to character. speed on the comics, hashtag Marvel up. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But yeah, those were the two end credit scenes, and that was really it. After that, yeah, it was a good film. Really enjoyed it. And if um, you stayed on this train with us, you're on this ride. Buckle up, go see the movie. You're in for a great treat. Good ride. Yeah, it's a good film. And if you've already seen it, drop us a comment. Let us know. Yeah. What your thoughts? Oh, that's usually I give interesting facts. I don't really have too many interesting facts. I actually only have one. Um, like I said earlier in the episode, this was the 26th 
installment to the MCU movie franchise. And it actually, with this film, it made Marvel, or like the MCU, the second longest um, was it movie for running movie franchise. Mm-hmm. And I, I just thought that blew me away because it, what, first you have Godzilla, they have like 30-something films. Mm-hmm. And then you have Bond, which would, No Time to Die, which was released not too long ago, was the 25th film. And now you have uh, Marvel with Eternals, which is the 26th film. But what I like about it is that, like, Godzilla's been around since, like, the 1930s, 40s. Don't quote me on that. But I know he's been around a very Mm -hmm. long time. Also with Bond, Bond has gone through generations and generations. Mm -hmm. And Marvel, it's like, y'all are on the 26th film in 13 years. That's amazing. That's crazy. It's like they've had this ridiculous run of films. Whoever has plant this out is a is, genius. yeah they yeah, are a they, marketing genius because it's just it's amazing and we're not even done like we're about to get the 27th one in a matter of what two three weeks mm-hmm. for getting the spider-man film and then they've got like four more next year oh gosh so and it's then, like yeah. i really like i told i talked to my friends about it i'm like i don't know i might be 50 60 years old like yeah marvel we're on the 100th film and i'm still <laughs> sitting here like a little boy so I definitely think we've got, a, especially with all of the craziness that they're preparing, all the multiverse and oh gosh, different we're universes for a ride, and so introducing I'm not, all these different things, I am We're going to have to have like an episode dedicated just to like Marvel. <laughs> of course, yeah. We'll get that planned out. But um, as far as this one goes, like I said, Eternals is a good film. Um it's not bad. So if anyone's telling you it's bad or this and that, go see it for yourself. Be the judge of it yourself before you make any assumptions about the film or anything like that. And I think our rating, it, the film, I'd say, I would probably say seven and a half, but I'm, I'm, I think part of my rating is also comparing it to other Marvel course, films yes. too. Yeah, so that's where, you know, I mean, like if I was just say the movie itself, I would give it like an eight, Yeah. but, but I'm, I keep having in the Marvel back of my movies. mind whenever I think Marvel or even DC, I do the same thing. It's like compared to the other DC films or the other Marvel films, how would I rate this? And I think I just, I have my other favorites. No, absolutely. So, but as far as people being like, it's the worst ever. I, think I would, I strongly disagree. I strongly, yeah, like I strongly disagree with that. It's not like, and I, it could I, be I, just me. Like I'm said, sentimental, but I think when they said that, how they like, have we talked about that at the beginning of the episode, how they represent humanity and people or, how yeah. we can relate to it. Yeah. I was like, they did such the human a good struggle job with the casting. It really did. It was mm-hmm. a beautiful movie. Um, depending on how emotional you are, you might cry. You might not cry. Um, but it's a good movie. It is. So as far as that goes, that's all I have to say about Eternals. Um, Mom, any closing thoughts? No, that's all I have to say. All right. So it looks like that's all we have for this episode. Thank you for tuning in for episode number three of the Time to Get Real podcast. I'm your host, Gabe. Host, Joe. And this is Time to To Get get real. Real.